Hello everyone, welcome to the world of entertainment where we talk about all things that make the entertainment business so entertaining. I am your host, Tony Guardado from KPC Radio, welcoming all listeners who are interested in any of these remarkable positions that brings people entertainment. For this episode, I would like to welcome a professor here at Pierce College and a screenwriter himself, Professor Ken Windrum. Ken, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, you're welcome. No uh, problem. Before we start, what is a good film that has great screenwriting? Well, you know, the film I always show in my screenwriting class, as an example, is Casablanca, and I don't think you can get a better script than that. Oh, yeah. Yes. And so, like, why would you pick this route in entertainment uh, screenwriting? Why? Well, I'm not a screenwriter. I teach screenwriting because I understand the structure of scripts and how to write a script, but I'm not a professional screenwriter. Oh. I, I teach these types of class. I teach mostly the he history classes, like you know, history of film, history of animation. That's more what I am as a critical studies teacher. And like, how long have you been screenwriting? Well, I did write, I was a screenwriter, I did write scripts when I was an undergraduate at UCLA, and I, I did write a full-length script, and all I can say is my teacher said it was good enough that he would show it to his agent, um, but nothing went further than that. I've read a lot of scripts. If you live in LA, you can't help it. Right. Um, and I've taught screenwriting, and again, I know how to teach the class, but I am not a working screenwriter. Okay. Uh... What did you originally wanted to be in instead of this before this profession? Well, I went to UCLA Film School to I thought I wanted to be a director. That was my idea. And I I realized while making my films at UCLA that I didn't like directing. So I thought I would do screenwriting because I was doing better with that. But then once I got out of school, I didn't do anything with that either. And I finally decided to go back to get a master's degree to teach to become a professor. So I did that and then I got a PhD and I got a job at Pierce College many years ago. Um, and so my goal to become a professor ultimately ended up what I did. That's good. And like, were there any obstacles coming in to where you are now? Well, you know, I worked here as a part-time teacher for a long time before I got a full-time position here. Um, and as a part-time teacher, you have to do a lot of scrambling around um, teaching at different places. Um, you know, getting a job teaching is not always easy. You know, um, it can be challenging. And, you know, there's a lot more teacher, there's not a lot more people who would like to teach than can actually have jobs teaching. Yeah. And what would you say is like the one mistake that you've made? Oh, one mistake. You mean professionally? Yeah, professionally, or get into like it's screenwriting in general, or uh, well, teaching. I don't think. I can't think of any. I know that sounds nutty, but I can't really think of anything. I mean, you know, I um. It took me a long time to get my PhD. I probably could have sped that up a bit. Um, you know. And, um, you know, probably been, I could have probably gotten on the job market earlier, but I'm so happy that I am here. Um, I, I, I love teaching in this department and I love teaching at Pierce and, um, 
you know, I, I've just had a, this is a great place. Yeah, and what, what would you say is the one mistake you made in, like, when you started with screenwriting? Um, my screenwriting was so long ago that I, I, I think that, I now look back on what I wrote, and I think it was very imitative of other things. And I think a lot of people, when they start writing, they imitate things they like. And like even when I was directing, I remember doing like unnecessary camera movements because I thought it would be cool. You know, I mean, but I think that's the thing. You know what it is? I always liked watching movies. And so when I was like trying to make films as an undergraduate, I was so influenced by what I watched. And that's why I finally realized that even though nobody a lot of people don't think oh i want to be a professor but i realized that that was the part i liked the watching of the movies and the talking about the movies not the making of the movies so i mean i, I guess i could say that like my, my work creatively wasn't that original because i was just too influenced by things i liked yeah i think that's like for most beginners like they try to imitate oh definitely like when I was in UCLA, there were several filmmakers whose student films were imitating Apocalypse Now. Like at least three I remember seeing. One of them even used The End by The Doors in it. Yeah, but glad we have like these classes and professors. The best thing that these classes can do for people is you can make mistakes and learn what, you know, what not to do. and. You know, not everybody gets there instantly. I mean, not everyone's Orson Welles who makes Citizen Kane at age 25. Yeah. yeah. Is there a software that you recommend to students for screenwriting? Final Draft is the one that seems to be the best. I mean, you can always use Celtics, which is the free one. But, I mean, if you can afford Microsoft's Office stuff, Final Draft is a pretty good program. It does all the formatting very well. And like, how long have you been using those softwares for? Well, I'm not writing screenplays, so I'm not using Final Draft. But, you know, the students who take Cinema 5 usually have really good results when they use Final Draft. How long have you been recommending them to students for? Well, since I started teaching the class. I mean, you know, Microsoft's products are pretty much industry quality. I mean, Microsoft does do a good job with what they do. Um, I don't have any vested interest. Celtics is fine. You know, I always tell students that screenwriting formatting can be done. You can almost just do it on, a, on, on Word. If you know where the margins go and how to follow the basics of script formatting, you know, people, I mean, let's put it this way. When I wrote my scripts in, high, in college, I used a typewriter. And you just have to know how to set margins, when to capitalize, when to put things in dialogue. Um, but, you know, I definitely think that if you can afford to have something like Final Draft, it makes your life a lot easier. And do you think the pandemic benefited screenwriters or were, made it worse for them? I don't think it had an impact on creative people one way or the other. Um, I mean, screenwriters, I don't think were that affected because mostly if you're writing, you're usually working at home. Um, so, you know, I mean, in a way, if you're a screenwriter, you're lucky because it didn't um, have the, I mean, a lot of people lost their jobs because businesses closed down. 
Um, I mean, they didn't make movies for a, you know, there was a brief shutdown of movies, but movies are, there's more, well, let's put it this way. There's more content being made now than ever. Like when you look at all of the streaming services, there's, if you are a writer, there is no lack of stuff for you to do. So I don't think that it's been a problem, the pandemic, you know, for on that level. Yeah. Yeah, and um, is, uh, what was he say? Have, have you ever submitted a screenplay, screenwrite before to? A... Well, no, I mean, I did, I mean, for classes when I was an undergraduate, and like I said, my teacher said he would show it to his agent if I rewrote it, and then I never did anything with it. Um, so, I mean, I'm not a very good example of how to be a successful screenwriter. I chose ultimately to go off, get a degree, and be a teacher, and that's what I've done you know, and I'm, I'm happy with how that's gone. Yeah, and I think you did, I think you're doing a fine job at that. Well, thank you. Yeah. And what would you say is the biggest perk of being in the entertainment industry? Well, I'm not in the entertainment industry. I'm, oh. I'm in, I'm in a collegiate environment. Or the biggest perk of being at Pierce? Or, yeah. Getting to talk to students and keep myself aware of the modern world. Like, I think that it's kind of easy to sort of lose touch and so you know like in, in film club today you know I, I mean I went out and saw the Batman the other night and so all the students and you know I probably would have seen it anyway but it's nice to kind of hear about things from students talk to students I, I, I'm really interested in hearing like learning new slang learning a, new, new videos new whatever it is um, that's what I really like, but I mean, I, teaching's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy everything about teaching. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you consider it work, like teaching? Oh, it's 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 work sometimes. I mean, certain things like when you have to write up a syllabus, or you know, when you're grading and you know you have a question you've asked, and forty people are answering the same question. Um, you know, that's definitely work, but. I don't mind it. Work is okay. I mean, I don't mind working. That's good. And like, would, would you say, do you have creative freedom in your class? I have, I have freedom to teach, you know, I mean, obviously if I teach a class called history of animation, I have to teach about the history of animation, but I'm free to pick like what approaches I want or like to pick like particular films that I might want to show like in Cinema 107, you know, I, I'm, I'm given a good amount of freedom. I feel like there's no, you know, unreasonable, um, you know, demands. I feel like I'm given freedom. And, you know, of course, you, you teach a class called, you know, it's called History of Film. You have to teach History of Film, but that's, you know, that's fair. I mean, if you're a student, you want to take what you're offered, obviously. Yeah, so, like, what would you say if there's a certain topic you're talking about, would you put that film in that topic? Like say noir, and then you put a film that, like you're learning about noir, and you put a film that's about, that has the genre noir, something like that, would you say you would do that? Well, I use film noir as a genre that I pick in my Cinema 107 class, because it's a genre that students tend to like, and it's a little less cornball than some older movie genres. So, I mean, I, I mean, I, I use, I, I've done horror before, though. I've done westerns. I've done musicals. Um, 
I mean, I do pick a genre to discuss, and I, in film history, I mean, I discuss genres in every class. Documentary, you know, you talk about genre to some degree. Yeah. And well, what what type of what type of genres? If you're given the opportunity to write for for like a screenplay, if you well or screenwriting, I would in this sort of like you know ideal world of the question, I would write a big western. Yeah, yeah. I, I that would be fun to write a western and make a big epic western movie. Like, what would you say the story would be about? I don't know. Huh. Um, I, 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 it would be. I, I can't imagine it. I don't think about creative ideas. I mean, in general, um, I, I mean, I get ideas occasionally. There was something I thought of recently that was clever, but I forgot what it was. Uh, I don't know. I mean. If I was going to make a Western, what it would be about, gosh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sorry, but I'm not a screenwriter. It's fine. It's an idea, though. Yeah, but I don't have any off the top of my head. I don't, I don't like, come up with ideas that much. Yeah. And or if I do, I forget them. Oh, yeah. I think most of us do. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, because there was something recently that I was telling my students about, and I thought it was kind of clever, and I said, use that idea if you want to, but now I forget what it was. Uh, do you think screenwriting and directing are somewhat the same or different? You know, I always think that screenwriting is like writing the piece of music and directing is like conducting it. And, you know, you need a good script. Most movies today that fail, I think, is because the scripts are not good. But a director then has to bring it to life. And what a director does is gives it that extra quality you know, of, of bringing it to life. So a screenwriter provides the material and then a director makes it live. Yeah, and do you think it would be good if a director made some changes to the script or? Well, it depends on who the director is and what the script is. Like a bad, like a script that has problems and a great director, the director can improve things. But then you have examples of, you know, bad directors ruining scripts. So that all just varied. That's all just dependent on the quality of the director and the writer. Yeah. Uh, do you know any scenarios, if you heard any news about this problem or no? Well, you always hear about screenwriters complaining that they don't have enough control. And, you know, I'm sympathetic with them. Of course, everyone wants their material to be you know, treated right. But most people who are writers kind of know that in the business, your script usually gets reworked, rewritten. Um, you know, we had a TV writer come into screenwriting recently, um, and he said that the bottom line is, you know, you're getting paid. And, you know, that's part of what you accept is that they may take your script and completely change it. And, you know, no one loves that, but it's also just kind of the way a lot of writing goes. It's done by it's a it's done by a committee to some degree. Yeah, very true. And are there any tips that you've been given for either screenwriting or being a professor for this sort of class? Well, I mean, to, in terms of what I always say to students, I have certain advice that I always give students, which is that you should get to know other people and work with them. Um, I always say this, as I've said it hundreds of times, like if you're a student and 
a lot of it is like learning the material in a class, but if you can like work with other students, like if they're doing a film, help out. Um, if like, you know, collaborate with other people and, and try to do as much, try to work as much as you can. Today with the way things are, you can make a film for a very tiny amount of money. And what I always say is if you've been helpful to someone and you've done work with them, they're gonna remember you. A lot of it's the connections you make. That's why, you know, I encourage people to be in film club because it's a good way of networking, you know, and, and meeting other people. Yeah, especially with today's world, it's kind of easy to get contacts and you could put your stuff out there, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the networking is a major part of education. You know, it's not just learning the classes, it's doing that too, of course. Yeah. What would you say is the most exciting part of being in this profession, like of being a professor here at Pierce. I really enjoy when like I get students to think about things and have a good on, good conversation. You know, like what I really love is like if I we see something and it, and I'm stimulated by the film and I ask a question and students are interested and they start debating and discussing. I love that. You know, like in history of documentary this morning we had a great discussion, you know, about can an artist be held responsible for their politics? Can you remove politics from art? You know, and we talked about that and in relation to documentaries and it was so much fun. Yeah, I think I I do like that too when people are engaged, especially when they're interested in a topic in yeah. the class. Yeah, no, I mean I you know, that's what I always hope for is that students will do a lot of talking and question asking. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like a sign that they're going to make it in that industry. Well, at least it shows that they're interested in the class. I mean, making it in the industry, you can be talented and brilliant and not make it in the industry. I mean, there's just no way of knowing, you know. What I also, though, but now that you're thinking of advice, what a lot of students, what's good to pick up are the kind of skills that you can make money off of, even if you don't become like a big director or writer. Like if you can learn how to do editing or learn how to do camera, there are a lot of jobs people can do. And that's why we have professionals come in. And sometimes the jobs people do, they may not be the stuff people get excited about, but you know, like we did a, we did a workshop a few years ago about being a DIT, a digital image technician. That's a position you'll see on every film at the end. Now, maybe people don't say, I want to be a DIT when I grow up, but it's a good working job. I mean, that's what a lot of jobs in the industry are. You know, people editing commercials, that's a job. I know somebody who used to do the um, captioning for the, um, for the blind. Like there sometimes on films, they'll have like a, a spoken caption, a spoken thing to narrate a film for people who are visually impaired. That's like a good job. It's not maybe what you. It's not like maybe exciting the level on the level of getting to be the next Spielberg. But there's a. I always encourage people to kind of be open to whatever career opportunities there are and to realize that there are a lot of good jobs, but they may not be getting to be Spielberg. Yeah, it's something at least, right? It's still creative work. It's still working in entertainment, um, and I think it's still an exciting industry to be in. Like, do you know any students that that you've taught but and have made it into? I know students who've gone on and had working careers. I don't know any like super famous examples, but I know people who've worked in the industry. 
you know, who've gotten jobs, you know, like editing and things like that. Yeah. And what would you say is a good example of screenwriting in a TV show? Like, Well, some of these programs like Ozark or The Sopranos that are like long crime dramas, they've got great writing. Um, I mean, The Sopranos is my favorite TV show of all time. And I think the writing on that is amazing. Um, Mad Men is another one where I think the writing is just brilliant. Um, you know, you can do a lot in a long form drama because you can develop stuff. You have time. I mean, The Sopranos is 80 hours. It's a lot of time to develop things. Yeah, it is. And I was thinking about Mad Men as well. It's, it's a good show, really good one. Yeah, well, the writing is great. Really great. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, even with the, even with the time when they're trying to live that time, they put on the actual outfits and have, like, the, say the things that they would actually say back then. Well, they, Matthew Weiner, who runs the show, did his research, and they did all their details really well. The costuming, you know, the, the, what they're drinking, smoking, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's part of also good writing is, creating a world that's a believable world. Because if that show was phony, if it didn't seem like the 60s, no one would like it. Yeah, and that's what makes it, doesn't it? Just the research of it all. It is research, but then you've got to have good actors, and then you've got to care about the characters as well. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's very true. And what is bigger, TV or movies? Uh, I think they're the same these days almost. I mean, there's more TV being made. There's more TV stuff. I mean, certainly nothing is as big as Avatar 2 or something like that. I mean, big movies are the biggest thing there is. But, I mean, TV is, I think, ultimately more... I mean, look, people spend more time watching TV than they do going to movies. Um, but movies and TV are almost... The, the difference between them has become pretty hard to spot. Yeah, and what would you say has the more creative freedom, uh, TV or films? Uh, I, I think it just depends. You know, you could have a lot of creative freedom in TV or you could have none. It depends on the project and how much authority you have. Like if you're a showrunner on TV, you have a lot of freedom. On the other hand, if you're a writer who's, you know, on their earlier day, Earlier in their career, there's maybe not as much freedom. So it just kind of depends. If you make a low-budget independent movie for Peanuts, you've got a lot of freedom. If you're making a big-budget movie, you probably have more constraint because you got to make money back. Yeah, and your favorite show of all time? Last question. Well, The Sopranos is my favorite TV show of all time. I love The Sopranos. Yeah. I would say that's my favorite. Right. Out of five stars? Five. That's five, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show with us and telling us uh, your experience of it all. Sure. I, I enjoy it. It's, it's always fun. I've, um, I've been interviewed by, by people before for the radio station, and I always enjoy it. Yeah. And thank you all listeners for listening to KPC Radio. This is Tony Guardado, the host of The World of Entertainment. See you all next time.